Hey guys, welcome to the Asian Hustle Network podcast. My name is Brian. And my name is Maggie. And we interview Asian entrepreneurs around the world to amplify their voices and empower Asians to pursue their dreams and goals. We believe that each person has a message and a unique story from their entrepreneurial journey that they can share with all of us. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Asian Hustle Network podcast. Today, we have a very special guest with us. His name is Philip Lam. Philip is the co-founder of Founders HK, which is a nonprofit, a nonpartisan, and a Hong Kong U.S.-based organization. Founders HK is a community where Hong Kong founders can get connected, get support from others, be mentored, and learn from each other. He's also the co-founder of Next Team Inc., which is a mobile AI company founded by second-time entrepreneurs. Philip, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Hey, Philip, we're so excited to have you on the show. And what you guys are working on with your current company is so cool. I just have to put it out there, you know? Well, Thank before, you. Before we dive deep into that, I want to hear more about your background and your experience. Um, did you grow up in the States? Did you grow up in Hong Kong? How, how did you eventually make your way to sports? Yeah, uh, sure. Um, so I actually born and raised in Hong Kong uh, and even like finished my college degree there. Uh, I moved to the U.S. around uh, 12 years ago. Uh, started, you know, working in some technology company. Like uh, I started, I worked for Apple, worked for Microsoft, um, and you know, four years ago, uh, you know, I quit Apple with a few colleagues and friends to start a, a company called Next Team, uh, which is, you know, uh, we call ourselves a mobile AI company, uh, but we started right with sport, like basketball uh, per se. Um, you know, I can dive deeper into that or, you know, like, uh, just give a, another brief, you know, of the other organization you mentioned that I founded, uh, uh, you know, like uh, last year ish, you know, actually right before COVID, uh, I also started this organization called Founders Hong Kong, um, with other friends and partner, um, basically, you know, to, to, you know, to a point, like, as you said, like to help out the Hong Kong startup community and bridge them with the Silicon Valley community. Wow. That's, that's so cool to hear. And. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious at everything you work on. To be honest. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. So before that, just a point of reference. So you worked as a Apple engineer, an Apple manager, right? Right. At, at what moment throughout your entire software engineering career that you're like, you know what, I'm gonna start a company? And what was that transition like? And what was that mindset like transitioning over from a relatively high salary, you know, Apple being engineering manager to being yeah. a startup where your income is not necessarily guaranteed? What was that, what was that transition like? Yeah, uh, I think then I can walk back a little bit uh, to my childhood as well. If you're interested in my, in my story, you know, growing up in Hong Kong. Um, so Hong Kong, is, Hong Kong was a pretty good place, <laughs> and um, you know I, I I grew up in a actually middle kind of middle lower class uh, family. I would say you know like uh, you know both my mom and dad you know they they aren't college grad. You know. in, in fact, my mom have to come out to work after elementary school, uh, kind of work for the family. You know, pretty grassroots. Uh, you know, they, they both love me a lot. I would say, you know, uh, for sure, uh, and 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 you know, help me a lot, uh, supporting me a lot. Um, but you know, the, the education and culture and environment in Hong Kong, I think, even though it's a it was a great city, uh, it's a great city. Um, but I, I would say, you know, comparing to the U.S. after I come here, I can tell, you know, the it's it's really more about you know following rules, you know, system, and you know, like a lot of people sort of expect certain path, you know, <laughs> growing up, you know, rather than, 
you know, the mindset, oh, you, sh- you should do whatever you like, or, you know, like you can do whatever you want to do. You know, I, I, I don't remember getting that kind of mindset at all, you know, when I grew up in Hong Kong. Um, uh, one, that's one turning point, you know, which I think really shaped, you know, my, my growth or, you know, my career path a lot uh, was when I was in college. So um, what happened is, you know, in Hong Kong, like even, even the college system is very inflexible. Uh, you know, we have to pick a very specific major very early on in high school. Like uh, I remember at that time, I, my, my, the major I picked was called information engineering. <laughs> you know, typically people don't even know what that is, you know, in high school. Uh, it, it was a cool, you know, like major at that time, right? Like seems, you know, very trendy, you know, it was a little bit around, you know, actually after the bus of uh, .com, but, you know, those things doesn't go across the, the Pacific Ocean that quick, you know, here, I remember that time here, it was like, oh, every tech was bust, but Hong Kong is, okay, it's still cool. Uh, I, I, I took that um, and I got in, you know, I got in my first choice, which is supposed to be really good. Uh, but it turns out, you know, I, I struggled a lot uh, in the first year and I, I know deep down in my heart that, you know, science in particular, like pure math was, was my passion. Um, and I struggled a lot in the first year. I don't know what to do. Uh, turns out, you know, like it's really, you know, the desire of, of, of my heart to say, you know, I, I, I really think at that time I have to try, you know, studying math, like no matter what, um, I wanted to be a professor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's, that's, that's the mindset I still remember that because the, the desire was so strong and I feel like if I don't try that you know I'm gonna regret even though I didn't take math at the beginning because I know that's also a very dangerous path uh, in terms of career because you know there's very few success you know of you know being a math professor is probably but long story short you know uh, because of that desire what happened was you know I I you know, I make a choice or I, I, I all of a sudden have an inspiration to say, you know, how about, so first of all, if I need to make a change, I cannot do it as easily as in the U.S. I have to apply in the second year and, you know, I, I don't, it's no guarantee and I have to do it one more year uh, to finish the degree. And at that time, I think in Hong Kong, it was a big thing, you know, when we were young, we felt, oh, I need one more year to finish school. It's like <laughs> the end of the world. Uh, what, what I did was, you know, I, I wanted to try it before I really confirm that passion or, or go that route. So I, I decided to, how about I go exchange uh, in my second year uh, and, you know, like give it a try in Canada or US, or whatever school taught me. Uh, if I confirm that I like that passion, uh, then I go back, I transfer uh, I still take one more year, but at least, you know, I got more exposure to North America or somewhere and I got confirmed on my passion. Um, and I would say that process, first of all, is very tough because I got rejected uh, three times by the exchange office. Wow. You know, they, they said my English wasn't good. <laughs> and I, I admit that at that time, you know, uh, you know they, they worry that I wouldn't be able to adapt to the life in the U.S. Um, it turns out, you know, uh, you know, I just grabbed a chance because I know a friend who got in one school, but, uh, you know, turns out she, she dropped, she dropped off. She doesn't want to go and, and, and the university just looked for people urgently. So I, I, I took that opportunity, go to the office and, and cut back for them. And they finally, uh, let me go. <laughs> so what happened was, you know, I, I successfully, uh, exchanged in Canada in the second year, uh, really happy, excited, uh, confirmed my passion. 
to be a math professor, <laughs> uh, and I go back to you know uh, to, to to my Hong Kong college and, and change the major, and I graduated as a math major at that time. Um, what happened in that journey? I think two things. One was you know the exposure to North America was eye opening to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to admit that you know that was the first time I took a flight. Mm, and then, wow. you know, I, you know I, I was you know definitely like a little bit of last gen- last generation to you guys. So you know <laughs> I, I didn't take I didn't get a chance to even fly or travel that much. Um, so it's a lot of new things to me. Uh, looking at how the U.S. education system is, you know, how more you know wide open, open minded, or, or you know, I really felt like you know people have a lot of freedom, you know, by studying in, in U.S. is kind of wide opening, uh, eye opening for me. Uh, the second thing I think I, I didn't quite realize at that time, but looking back uh, from my path, uh, I think the the hustle of you know getting through that. And, you know, like being able to succeed to pursue, you know, my passion, you know, uh, actually kind of plant some seed in my mind uh, to help me make a lot of these difficult changes uh, along the way, you know, like, because as I tell you, you know, at that time, my, my thought is to be a professor. Uh, and it turns out I go back to Hong Kong, do math. And then I graduated. I also applied for, for other uh, school abroad to do a math degree. And that's why I come to the U.S., uh, but very quickly, when I do a math PhD program in the first year, I noticed research not for me. I go into the tech industry. And then, you know, again, like in Apple, you know, I jump out to startup. I think that that's the same mindset. It's always, you know, some little, you know, trigger in my heart telling me, okay, you know, you're not at the right path. You know, you have to make a change. And, you know, uh, yeah, a lot of these experiences, uh, getting through it and knowing that, as long as I follow the heart, um, you know, the result typically is not too bad. You know, uh, bottom line is I, I'm really living my life. I mean, like I, I know financially to your point, like any, like some of these other things may be not as good, but, but, you know, to me, like being able to live out my life day to day is, is really important. And I experienced that early on. That's why, you know, I, I, I just, I think that shaped, that shaped all these decisions um, along the way. Yeah. It's a, uh definitely a lot to unpack right there and i really admire like the fact that you went for it and pursue your passion you thought like something wasn't right you know so i really i feel like those type of people those type of entrepreneurs are the ones that succeed because to them money's not important but it's like time and opportunity to do it and seize the moment it's more important than experience you know yeah, you probably never, you would never look for money. <laughs> if you look for money, you should not be an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I want to say is, uh, you know, just come back to Hong Kong, to your university that rejected your transfer and saying that you're going to do this life. You got something wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's okay. You know, I, I actually go back a lot to, to share my, my experience. So, um, I love, that. I love that. Yeah, I love that. I just like your resiliency too. And like you being born in Hong Kong and going back to the States, you know, I'm, I'm sure that was extremely hard just experiencing a culture shock as well, right? Yeah. And for our listeners, Maggie is, her family is also from Hong Kong. So immediately we found a connection between Philip and Maggie already just talking through their experience in Hong Kong culture as well. Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit surprising to hear that because I know Hong Kong, they, a lot of people speak English really well you know so yeah, <laughs> hats off to you it's uh for you to sort of adapt from hong kong culture to american culture and, and 
And I want to talk about your company right now because this is yep. so cool. It's so relevant. Yeah. Because at the time of this recording, um, the enemy the enemy draft just happened, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday. Um, so like your your next team, like it. Yeah. It's so cool because you guys are you guys have connections to like the Josiah Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, and a lot of these really famous athletes have invested into your application, right? And yeah. you know, starting your story about you know this this guy who had a big dream for Hong Kong, coming here as a software engineer and became an engineering manager to starting this company that is pretty much pop culture, right? <laughs> How did you develop such a passion for it? for sports and it's particularly the NBA and how does this whole thing come up together? <laughs> I just want to start at the very beginning because it's so cool to me. Yeah, 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 I can talk about that too. Uh, so first of all, it's, it's really a team effort. So I started the company uh, together with uh, three other friends and colleagues um, from Apple. We quit together uh, and, oh, wow. and you know, they're all from Hong Kong too, by the way. So uh, we are really like a Hong Kong team. And we, we started actually in both places at the same time. So we have two co-founders in the US and two co-founders in Hong Kong. Uh, we all worked for Apple before. Um, so, uh, you know, on why we get to this idea or, you know, the passion, I think that's really two things. Um, one is like, you know, so the story was like, you know, we, you know, we actually all work in Apple together for a few years. Uh, we're second time entrepreneur. Uh, we always know, you know, this thing, uh, you know, like creating something on ourselves is, is always an one. Uh, my partner, you know, they sold their first company to Apple. Uh, that's why, that's how they got to actually succumb in the first place. Um, so, so, so that's already an outlet. The question is, you know, what, you know, what would get us excited to pursue this time? Um, so there's two things, you know, one is really, you know, our strength and our passion in technology. Because all of us are really engineering, uh, all engineering manager from Apple, so we 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 have a pretty uh, strong, you know, I, I think technical founding team. Uh, you know, people will say, "Oh, you're missing some of these other area uh, as a founding team," but uh, we do find you know, the hardest uh, the hardest people to get in Singapore is really like engineer, right? So I, I think we have a really good start, and when we brainstorm a lot of uh, ideas at that time, um, you know, the ideas that caught us. Um, attention or get us too excited uh, uh, some idea with uh, core technology uh, so at that time you know computer vision because uh, I think we haven't explained a lot about the product but the product is uh, about using your phone camera uh, and you know and the AI machine learning on the, on the phone itself uh, to understand a lot of your basketball moves including shooting uh, providing some ball handling chaining through the camera uh, to you so, so at that time four years ago computer vision technology on the phone was pretty new. Uh, it was really premature. And then we, we look at a few of these technology. Um, this one got us really excited. And the second thing, you know, really obvious is basketball. <laughs> I mean, like uh, me and my partner, uh, you know, play pick up basketball all the time in Apple. Like we play regularly every week. Now I myself, you know, I wasn't professional at all, you know, but I played high school team back in Hong Kong. Um, if we want to talk about NBA, you know, I, I can talk all day. <laughs> I mean, I, I can totally talk all day about NBA with you. We're ready. We're ready. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's, you and Brian are perfect for each other. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do that after the podcast. <laughs> he can talk about NBA yeah. all day as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you, yeah. Let's talk more about next, you know, 
Can you kind of, yeah. We talked a little, yeah. little bit about the founding story, but what is next? So our listeners can understand. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So just continue. It's like our passion in basketball uh, to combine with the technology kind of get us uh, into this idea. You know, originally we, we, we are, we were thinking to build a product to capture our own pickup games with mm-hmm. the phone camera and automatically cut highlight and, you know, generate like a scoreboard for ourselves. <laughs> you know, wow. it's like, you know, like, you know, we, we think, oh, we play pickup game every week, you know, I, I always remember my best shot and, you know, my best pass, you know, I actually like to pass more than, you know, shoot. Uh, but can we have, you know, our scoreboard or highlight just like some of these NBA play? You know, right? No one's going to do that for us. Uh, sometimes we, we cut, you know, we record ourselves, you know, but, mm-hmm. you know, cutting the game, you know, do all this editing, uh, uh, really tough, right? So, so, you know, like, that's just a pretty crazy idea of, like, oh, we're already capturing the game on our phone, you know, can we, <laughs> can we use the AI to even cut it, you know, for us? So it started from there. Um, and very quickly, you know, like we go to the market, you know, talk to players, talk to the coaches and, and, you know, uh, we figure out, you know, uh, for them, you know, a simple use case is like, oh, if you can use the phone camera to capture my, my students shot, even just time it for me, like, because the coaches will ask the student to put up, let's say 1000 shots a week, uh, really, you know, like common cases, uh, but there's no proof, right? There's no proof they did it. Mm-hmm. There's no proof on how well they do it. Uh, even the student themselves don't know. The player themselves don't know. So they say, oh, if you can just use a camera to count the shot for me, it would be already extremely helpful. So we, 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 when we started thinking about technical problem, we think, oh, tracking shot is actually a sub-problem of that big problem of cutting high time. So why don't we start there? Uh, so, you know, that's, that's, you know, kind of how we started uh, making home court as our first product on Next, which is, you know, uh, I explained it a little bit, is using the phone camera to track your basketball shot, give you real-time analysis on, you know, whether you make it, you miss it, where you're shooting it from, provide you like a shot chart, even some advanced techno- uh, advanced metrics like release time, um, what kind of shot it is, you know, stuff like that. And we also be able to provide, you know, basketball training using the front-facing camera. You know, imagine putting your iPad or phone in front of you. Uh, you know, you, you, you see a screen, you know, like the, the AI recognized your move, recognize your ball handling, and we project some AI object on the phone for you to interact with it while you're dribbling. Uh, so we simulate a lot of these basketball drills just on your phone and, you know, let you do it at home or at your backyard. That's um, so, so cool. It's so the same that we've seen the NBA games uh, where they show you like, <laughs> shot charts and the directory and the angles and everything. Yeah. And it's for on your phone. That's crazy. Yeah, it's so interesting. I've like never, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. I, it's, so the track, the tracking and the charts, is it is it immediate results? Yes. Wow. Yeah, that's why it's, everything, is, everything is run on the phone. Wow, that's amazing. I know. I don't yeah. I mean, I, I can't mean, I'm also a software engineer. I'm trying to break it down my head right now. I was <laughs> like, I don't even know how you guys do that. <laughs> yeah, we have a pretty big team of engineering. Uh, R&D is <laughs> pretty uh, focused on R&D. So how do you, you know, in considering like the benchmark of like what the standard is, like how they should improve, how do you, because everyone is different, right? And I like you have, maybe you have tall people, you have shorter people, um, body size is, you know, obviously different for each person. So how do you determine what that benchmark is? What, what, what type of, um, what things they need to do to improve? 
Yeah, I also yeah. have really bad shooting form. Just <laughs> <laughs> offer yeah. like direct critique and be like, yeah. Brian, your shooting form is crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, right now, like, uh, I think we definitely want to get there at some point. It's almost like, you know, like AI, like assisted code for everybody. I mean, that would be awesome. Uh, right now, it's a little bit more like, you know, we, 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 we provide two main things. One is the data, as you said. We capture data in real time. And, you know, some data even like human eye cannot see. Right, like how quick you you release the ball while you do shooting, uh, you know, like you know, like um, like how high you jump and you put up the shot. It's not easy to see by human eye, right? We provide those data for for the player as well as you know for the coach um, to 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 provide a better training. Um, and you know, like we also provide some guided training to tell you know what you should do uh, based on your level. Uh, but I wouldn't say you know we we build an AI coach. Uh, yeah, you know, to say, oh, you have to do this next, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, not there yet, but uh, so that part we provide, you know, some sort of AI uh, or, you know, auto, uh, you know, detection to provide data. Uh, the other part is like we provide some of the really special training uh, that you may not even get, you know, from coach. It's like, you know, like uh, those ball handling exercise, some agility exercise, uh, actually a lot of uh, younger kids or, you know, like youth, Love that a lot because you know think about ball handling drill. It's very boring. <laughs> you know, no one do that. Actually, no one even do that. Like unless you're a professional, like you have forced to do that. Otherwise, no one do that. But but we have a catalog of like more than fifty different ball handling drills. You know, one ball, two ball, a lot of different uh, uh, object on on the on the on the screen that you can interact with uh, to simulate different moves. Uh, you know, we have competition. We have leaderboard. We have teams that you can, you know, either join with your uh, official basketball team or you can form community team with your friends. So all those things really help, you know, people to be even more engaged in training. Uh, sometimes when you're young, especially like you do more, uh, you're not doing it very wrong, then you improve, right? It also kind of, there's a little bit of like, you know, getting you feel more interested in a game, you know, kind of thing as well, you know, rather than getting you better uh, through the app. I love that. This app sounds so cool. You know, it's, Thank it's you. like a dream app. And also, like, I just love the NBA a lot. <laughs> um, I'm curious because you guys raised from pretty A-level people, right? Like Josai and Will Smith and, you know, Mark Cuban. How did you get connected to, get connected to them and, and pitch to them? Because... <laughs> To to us, I mean, like at least to me, Maggie, it's they feel so unattainable. How do you reach someone like that? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, no, I think that's really that's you know a lot of story. Um, but you know, I think if I have to say one thing, like first of all, you know, we have a great you know partnership team, and you know, like uh, you know, ha- you know, we 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 hustle to get a lot of these connection. Um, but you know, I think it boils down to really you know whether you are. Two things, you know, one is whether you, you truly believe in your uh, vision or your passion or, or what you do. And second, whether you can prove it um, from your execution. Um, because, you know, like we go through a lot. I think everybody, like everybody as an entrepreneur, like needs to go through a lot of, you know, fundraising or, you know, hiring. You, know, you, you just need to ask for help um, from a lot of people and you get turned down a lot. And often, you know, what, what ultimately being seen is like, some of your success, right? But some of, a lot of these turn down, you know, people don't see. And, and, you know, maybe for some entrepreneur, you know, they 
you know, the success didn't show because, you know, it turns out something happened or, 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 or they give up, you know, after, you know, like being turned down a few times, for example. Uh, you know, if you ask me, I think like it's really about every time when we get an opportunity, you know, we try our best to, to you know, like, you know, to, to, to do the pitch or, you know, to do the partnership or to, to basically grab every opportunity to, 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 to the best uh, that we can. Um, to make a concrete example, uh, you know, one training point for the company um, it's like, you know, we, we are really fortunate to, to be invited um, to be on the Apple stage in 2018. Uh, you know, that was the iPhone event, like the iPhone access wow. event. That's just Amazing. one of, uh, yeah, one of the three, one of three uh, developer company got invited. Uh, my partner CEO, David and Steve Nash, <laughs> you should, sure you know who Steve Nash. Uh, yep, actually pre- Nash. <laughs> yeah, present our product. Um, and that's one of the big moments um, because, you know, like after that, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we kind of, the whole world know, you know, oh, there's this next team doing this really cool basketball um, application, right? Like all these related parties see that, right? Like Adidas, Nike, NBA, you know, like they all of a sudden, other than they see that, like they also feel confident because Apple doesn't randomly pick anyone <laughs> on their most important event, right? But but the but 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 you know the the more important thing is how do we get there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like you know randomly you can get picked by Apple, right? Like yeah. like uh, I couldn't tell a lot uh, on the process because it's all you know like you know Apple secret. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I think the only thing I have to tell you is like it's you know it's harder than you know getting you know some a you know a great investor you know to invest in like the process of being able to get on Apple stage is, is crazy. Uh, I think, you know, basically the idea is like they, they would get the best uh, app or you know, the best developer to be able to demonstrate um, the, the, the next generation of technology. So, you know, that's mm-hmm. a very serious selection process. Uh, you know, we, we try our best, you know, you know we did fail. Um, it's not the first time. Uh, and it turns out we got this opportunity. Um, and, you know, so I think that's one of the turning points, but, but looping back on how do we get these, you know, amazing investor is really a lot of failure happened also, <laughs> but, you know, uh, people don't see it. Right. Like, uh, and, and we, we, we just got, you know, fortunate to get a few chances and some people like us sit up and feel, feel, feel the vision align and they're willing to support us. So uh, I love that. Wow. I love that. Like, it's come to show that hustling, dreamy, meet the right people at the right time really matters. And just having yeah. a great product and great, great rep, like, reputation because you met Steve Nash and that opened the floodgates. So like all these athletes, I see, I'm just going to read some on the website. Okay? <laughs> this is really interesting to me because I see yeah. Steve Nash, Jeremy Lin, Bradley Beal, Sue Bird, Matthew uh, Delanova, Joe Harris, Al Horford, you know, Mason <laughs> Pumley, Miles Pumley, JJ Reddick. Like these are all like, really, really good NBA players, you know, and and the fact that you got them to invest and believe in your vision, if anything, basketball athletes know the best about what's, what works best for them technology-wise. And the, you got a lot of the buy-in and believe. It just speaks volume to your passion and the, the technology that your team has created. You know? yeah, it's, it's really like I do have to emphasize it's a team effort. You know, we, we have a great partnership team. And, and to your point, like Boydown is like the whole team ACQ, um, uh, and try our best to, to grab every opportunity. Uh, so we, 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 we can get some. 
<laughs> I, I love that. And I love that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, being on Apple stage, that is such a huge, huge feat. And it just speaks volumes to like the amount of work that you had to go through. And no one sees that. Like you said, Philip, like no one sees the hard work and the sweat and tears that we have to put into it. They only see the success. Right. I, I, I do want to, you know, you did mention like you went through failures. Um, and I think a lot of us as entrepreneurs, we have to go through failures, right? I do want to talk about that. Um, you know, you don't have to go into specifics, but I want to know, like, how did you grow from it? You know, what, what was going through your mindset at that time? Um, and what did that failure teach you? Yeah. I mean, like, um, <laughs> this, this, this a lot, right? Like, uh, but you know, one thing I, I learned, like even, I learned a lot through the past few years of, of this entrepreneurship journey, but even got back to my first story about being rejected uh, a few times from that exchange uh, office. It's almost like, you know, you know, you, you wouldn't even, you know, one of the mindsets that you wouldn't even categorize that as failure, you know, you know, until you give up, right? Like, like, you know, some of these are rejections. Some of these are like, you know, maybe setback or, you know, it might not be, you know, uh, the result may not be what you're looking for. Uh, but, you know, it's like, how do you define failure? <laughs> but, but to me, you know, like, I think one thing I grow is like, you know, to really take that in more extreme because like being an entrepreneur, like you, you just have to, you know, at least that's, you know, for me as like the first time, you know, I know some, if you go through that, you got a big name, like you probably get the easier path <laughs> in your second time. Uh, but that's almost like first time, like uh, nobody to start a company, like you just have to, and where, you know, like, couple of things. One is like you just will go through some of these unexpected results. And I avoid the word failure uh, or, you know, like setback or, you know, rejection uh, or even, you know, some people will, you know, like you will feel not being respected, you know, all this, right? Uh, how, you know, how do you, how do you get through that? Like to me, like it always get back to, you know, it doesn't necessarily to be like the same thing for everybody, but for me, it's always about the passion and whether, you know, the heart, you know, my heart is still telling me whether this is the, the right thing to do or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think, you know, that's one thing pretty important as well to be more practical and going through that is like, uh, you know, you have to, you know, I'm not saying like, I'm not saying like you, you always need to stick with, uh, uh, your you know direction or what you think you should do mm-hmm. you know that's that's always a, a a discernment on you know whether you need to make some changes or make some people there's some you know learning about good feedback bad feedback right like but the, but the thing is really about you know like um do you do you do you can you free your mind to to take these rejection as you know sometimes another set of motivation or mm-hmm. or you know as sometimes really a learning opportunity to you know you ask me you ask about pitching you know a lot of time like you you go pitch uh it is very similar to you go ask for feedback uh mm-hmm. it's almost the same thing <laughs> um and you know people like it they will ask oh can i get it if you, you go pitch you know they don't like you like how, no matter how you pitch they don't get it you know uh mm-hmm. so like one thing i learned very specific examples like you know how well you can take feedback uh you know, through this, right? Like if, you know, you get rejected, you know, don't, don't, you know, it's really practical, just a simple thing. You, you don't worry about, you know, ask for honest feedback on, you know, why, why you think it doesn't work. Um, sometimes you push a little bit more, you know, people would, would give you really honest feedback, you know, rather than some, you know, like some, 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 some polite, you know, respond, right? Um, and, you know, if you, you, you're willing to, 
kind of uh, you know be a little bit more humble, put down a little bit of ego, and and believe in oh you know this is what I want to get to. I want to improve myself. You know I I don't mind to take this feedback or I even proactive to to get this and take this rejection as you know as an opportunity to learn and then get me to the next step. I think I think you know that's one mindset I learned. Um, and it's not easy to to be honest, uh, mm-hmm. especially coming out from a from a corporate. You know, I think I think that's another thing I can share about learning. Like, it's very different. You know, in a corporate, it's almost like you know you have a you have a pretty you have a pretty uh, narrow path to grow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Typically, like you don't want to make too much mistake because you know you 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 need to please your boss mm-hmm. and you please some of your peers. And you get some success, right? And if you make too much mistake and you get rejected or, or people feel don't, you know, like you're not doing a good, good job, then then there's a good chance, you know, it takes you a lot more effort to fix that. Mm. <laughs> or you go to another company. I think startup is very different. Like it's wild. There's just a whole world for you to explore and find the people who want to help you. So you you know, you try your best, you make some mistake uh, in the first couple of pitch. <laughs> Uh, you learn from it, you ask for feedback, it's okay, you know, there's 200 investors out there, <laughs> right? I, I get better next time. Uh, and, and if you do that, like, I think if you can, if you can articulate your, your passion and vision well and you, you demonstrate it with your execution, uh, there's a good chance, you know, we'll, you'll, some, you'll find some supporter that, that's willing to support you and, you know, and, and you go from there, right? Like, you, you keep going, you go from there, you, you get a chance to find, you know, Bigger supporter, you know, like, you know, better people. You know, that's just, you know, kind of the mindset I love. I love that a lot. Yeah, if you ever need support, Philip, you know, it's from the Asian House Network. We're here to support you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I love what you guys do too. You know, uh, obviously, you know, I was, the other thing I do was a little bit similar to what you do, but in a, you know, smaller kind of community. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, your entire feedback and your mindset, it's really clear to us to see how successful like, successful you guys have been so far for you and your team. I love the fact that every time you refer to your company, you always like the credit goes to my team. That's that's a great quality of any any leader that we see in the podcast. So I really appreciate that as well. So I'm kind of curious too, like what is what is next for next? You know? <laughs> yeah, I see, I see. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Uh, to be honest, yeah, actually the, the, the interesting thing is like we 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 start with the next, the name of next is also a little bit uh related so if you you guys know like one of the company that that steve job uh, after he was you know left apple the first time he created this next NDXT company uh you know we inspired by that and we also because at that time when we quit apple uh, we, we we really quit apple before paying any idea so that's the question of what's next <laughs> in our mind and we say you know, we, we treasure team a lot too. So that's why the company name called Next Team. <laughs> that's how it comes up. Uh, but, but anyway, to your story, back to your question. Uh, in fact, we talk a lot about Homeport, but um, very recently we, you know, we also, we already launched another product uh, called mm-hmm. Active Arcade, um, which have some similarity of Homeport, but, but it's an expansion of, you know, what we can do, you know, to the sport, athlete or even in the health and fitness uh, kind of world you know we we are try, we're doing something that expand what we are capable of you know to 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 uh, kind of revolutionize on basketball to a bigger you know scope 
So, so actually, in our case, uh, you know, we, we take some of these inspiration from home court, right? I told you some of these like chaining drill that you can interact with the front-facing camera. Um, some of these requires basketball. Some of these uh, is agility, like you just move left and right to knock out a cone, for example. Uh, you, you go like jumping out of a virtual hurdle uh, left and right. You know, that was some of these chaining, like interactive AR chaining on the phone uh, we provide home court. Uh, what happened is, you know, we got inspired that uh, during COVID last year, uh, a lot of people who don't play basketball actually use home court or hack home court to do those kind of things uh, for their own good. You know, be it, you know, we saw a lot of soccer players to, to hack our basketball drill <laughs> to train <laughs> the soccer. Uh, we, we see even like family, you know, like doing these at home exercise. Uh, with kids, you know, like they don't, they don't, they don't need a ball. You know, that's some of these exercises that everybody can do just with your phone at home in your backyard, right? Like really accessible. Um, we always know that you know one day we would expand to other spot, um, but you know, COVID and you know this situation just uh, really speed that up because we see a strong market pull from that. Um, so we kind of take the opportunity um, to expand the product to 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 another. We, we speed it up to another product to target another broader audience. Uh, we call it we, we call it Active Arcade. Uh, so you, from the name, you kind of <laughs> can get a sense of what that is. Like uh, basically, uh, you can think of it as like a, a series of um, we call it motion game, mm-hmm. AR motion game uh, that everybody can do at home. Uh, you know. You, you can think of it a little bit like, you know, um, Peloton or a little bit like Switch uh, Ring Fit, um, but it's a lot more accessible and even a, li- a lot more fun than something Rings Fit because our camera can let you see yourself. Uh, you can see your whole family on how to do that. Uh, kids really love it. It's easier to set up. Um, so, you know, like basically this is one thing that we are, uh, working on right now is uh, we just launched it uh, actually a couple months ago. Um, but you know the idea is to take this technology to to serve even a broader group of people because you know basketball athlete is just you know one type of athlete. Uh, you know it naturally fit people who play basketball, but uh, we also see the gap of you know uh, honestly the world you know especially the younger generation become more and more inactive <laughs> because of these <laughs> other other mobile game right and TV mm-hmm. game. You know, not saying they're not good. Uh, not not all of them are not good, but but people like kids just spend all the time in those video games. We are offering a another option for kids and family. You know, to it's it's really like a video game, but uh, a more healthy video game uh, that that you can play anywhere, anytime, as long as you have a phone. So okay. this is you know this is something we we're working on right now. Um, so I I love I love how big you guys are thinking. <laughs> You know, and I, I love the fact that you're bringing this technology that essentially is meant for pro players to the everyday consumer. And I like the fact that you guys are penetrating the health and fitness industry as well, because I feel like there needs to, needs to be more activity there than just Peloton and some other apps, right? Mm-hmm. And I really like how low cost this is too, because naturally I'm a very cheap person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's our goal. Like, like being bringing it to everybody, like making it accessible to everybody. Um, that that's that's truly our goal. Yeah, I love, I love it. I mean, so amazing. I think like definitely there is a market there because throughout the whole pandemic, you know, a lot of people were trying to work out at home, um, and now that we're going 
back to normalcy, a lot of people are still working out at home, you know, now that they got the yeah. routine down. So it's just amazing exactly. what you're doing. And like, personally, like, I, I love that you guys are, like Brian said, just expanding and reaching out to the general audience who are, who want to, you know, become more into fitness because I don't play basketball, but I would like love something similar to active arcade, um, <laughs> in my own Thanks. sport that I'm interested in. So that's give it amazing. a try. Give it yeah. A try. yeah. <laughs> the way you talk, right. About, about your next vision and what you guys want to do. It gets me so pumped, you know, I think every day. <laughs> And it's just the way you've been carrying the entire podcast and your story. It's like you can feel your enthusiasm throughout the entire podcast. And, Thank you know, for most founders, they lose their passion halfway through because it gets hard. But for you, I feel like you continue continuously focus on passion and focus on the things that, that make you happy and, and grind forward. So hats off to that, man. Uh, so we yeah, have thanks. one final question for you. And that question is, what advice would you have to a second time founder um, that's looking to start their second venture? Because that's a question that we typically never ask because we always ask about early entrepreneurs. What about second time entrepreneurs? Yeah, I mean, um, I do, can I answer both? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, uh, I think I, I, uh, I personally, you know, my, my team, you know, all my partner are second time. Um, you know, I learned a lot from them. I first, it's, it's my first time, personally. Um, so, uh, but I, you know, get back to your first question, you know, I, I can see, you know, while we're running this company on a second time, you know, I think, you know, um, it depends on, obviously it depends on how successful your first time uh, is, right? Like, I think that's always, you know, this interesting thing is like, you know, if you're not that successful, uh, then hopefully, you know, you, you got to learn something and, you know, you, you, you hopefully get, get, you know, some of these, uh, you know, learning and then correction in the second time. Um, on the other hand, you know, if you got some success, you know, for example, let's say you, you sell a company you know, uh, and if you're working on my feeling, that's, that's mostly all of my feelings. So you work on either, even though you work on the same industry or, or maybe like, especially you not work on the same, same industry, if you want to pursue another passion, sometimes, you know, the, the thing that you do in the last time that gets you success uh, really may not apply. Uh, the world changed. The world changed a lot. Uh, I, 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 I think the team, you know, at the beginning, like even though we, you know, most of us are second time, I can see, you know, we also grow a lot uh, through the journey. It's like, you know, sometimes it's so easy to kind of sort of start again as how you used to do it. Uh, you know, including, you know, working with the similar group of people, <laughs> you know, right? Like doing some practice that you used to do. Um, but, but, you know, quickly, you know, we, we find that, you know, oh, maybe, maybe we shouldn't do that. Uh, so maybe that's a trap for a second time entrepreneur of, you know, like try to, at some point, I like, try to treat it as another first time and, you know, think about it using like the first principle, uh, uh, maybe help, helpful as well. Uh, you know, just, just a little bit of insight there. Uh, but for me as a first time entrepreneur, I think I share a few of those, uh, you know, already, you know, kind of throughout the story. Uh, you know, I think, again, like for me, the most important thing, you know, uh, uh, three things, you know, I, I think I heard from it from another podcast, too, that entrepreneur say it very well. It's like uh, passion, persistence, and people, uh, the three P. Uh, I think like if I have to pick one of that, I think I think persistence or the hustle <laughs> yeah. is, is the most important because 
it's easy to say you have a passion and you can have a passion for three three minutes or three hours <laughs> or three days. Uh, people, you know, like it's very important, especially when you grow. Um, but but my you know my experience on my journey is like you just need persistent all the time, no mm-hmm. matter no matter in which stage. In all the stage, you just face challenges. Uh, at the beginning, you face challenges to to even get a little bit of support to get you going. Uh, if you get to like some of these other growth stage, uh, there's also a challenge too, right? Competition, like how to grow the team. Um, so I think like losing that basically, th- there's just so many points that you can drop. <laughs> so uh, I think it's nothing new, but um, you know, I think I like you guys need to, you know, uh, although it feels like really tough, but but that's just you know what it is <laughs> in my opinion. You just have to have that as an improvement. Yeah, I really like that. You bring up a really good point, too. It is all about persistence at the end of the day and how consistent you are day in, day out. And the hustle does matter because when you hustle, you find different opportunities that you might have missed before. You know, so amazing, man. Thank you for that. So how can our listeners find out more about you and reach out to you online? Uh, yeah, I mean, like our product, like, um, so we have two products now. So like, uh, you know, go to homecourt.ai, that's the homecourt product. Um, we actually still ramping the Active RK uh, product webpage. Um, but, you know, like search for Active RK uh, on App Store or Google Play Store, you know, download it and we have some links there to route you to our Instagram, Facebook page uh, to learn more about it. Um, personally, you know, like maybe, you know, you guys can help me to put my link in or stuff somewhere <laughs> online. Um, and, you know, like if you're from Hong Kong, actually, like if you are from Hong Kong and you're an entrepreneur, you know, I don't get much chance to talk about Founders Hong Kong, but I would love to also connect with you. Um, so go to foundershongkong.com, you know, look, check it out, or, you know, just search for Founders Hong Kong on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and hopefully, you know, we can get connected. Amazing. Yeah. And I love what you're doing with Founders Hong Kong, too, because it resonates with a lot of what we're doing with the Asian Hustle Network to connect um, founders and entrepreneurs, especially of Asian community. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today, Philip. It was amazing learning about your story. Thank you, Philip. Yeah. Thank you for having me again. It's fun. Of course. Thank you, man. I appreciate your time and thank you for sharing your knowledge with us. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to the show. We would like to get to the top 10 on iTunes, so be sure to leave us a five-star review. We release an episode every single Wednesday, so stay tuned. Thank you guys so much. This podcast was made with Descript. Descript is a groundbreaking new media tool that allows creators to edit audio and video like a text document and create a realistic clone of their own voice for seamless edits. Please check out our Patreon at Asian Hustle Network. We want AHN to continue being meaningful and give back to the Asian community. If you enjoy our podcast and would like to contribute to our feature, we hope you become a patron.